Welcome to Pick Up and Deliver, the podcast where I pick up my audio recorder as I head out for a walk and deliver an episode to you while I stroll around. I'm Brendan Riley. Well, good morning, listeners. It is a lovely autumn day here in suburban Chicago. I'd say the temperature is in the mid-60s Fahrenheit. It's supposed to get up into the low 80s today, so it's going to be pretty warm. But right now it is quite comfortable. I don't have to go to campus today, so I'm not recording from the train, but I am taking a little walk to get some exercise before I settle in for my work. I was going to record an episode yesterday, but I forgot my audio recorder at home. Oops. So, here we are. Thanks for joining me today. It is October 1st, which means it's time to find out what happened last month and what's happening next month. That's right, it's Top of the Stack. Top of the Stack. For any new listeners, Top of the Stack is a monthly segment I do in the first podcast of each month, usually on the first, but not always, in which I review my gameplay for the last month, talk about various goals that I have and how poorly I'm meeting them, and uh, set up my plans for next month. It's a good opportunity for you to do some mental calculus as well, think about your gaming in the last month, and perhaps can participate in gaming with me by coming to the guild, uh, boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash 3269, and uh, letting us know what games you're planning to play this month. Roof, roof, walking by a dog. Hello. All right, so let's get into it. We'll start with the monthly stats. I always like to give you a sense of how my game plays went this month. A little down from last month, 60 plays this month of 40 different games. My year total is up to 624 of 211 different games. So I'm making nice progress for sure. My shelf of opportunity uh, continues to expand. Unfortunately, I did go to Gen Con, which meant that I picked up some new games that I haven't had a chance to play yet. So I've gone from 56 games on my shelf of opportunity up to 59. I haven't crossed the dreaded 60 yet, but that's way up from my year start of 40. Oops, hopefully I'll get that under control. As a reminder, Shelf of Opportunity is games that I have not, that I own that I have not played yet. However, we, the goal of trying to get the collection size to be reduced is also going poorly. I just told you I acquired some games at Gen Con. I also, in uh, opening up Board Game Geek, and usually the way I check the size of my collection is I go in Board Game Geek and I look at my collection and I turn on filters and I exclude any games that I don't own, or I, I include only games I own and uh, exclude any expansions. And that's how I get to the number of my collection size. And right now it's 493. My calculations told me that it should be 487 or 488. So I was missing like five games somewhere along the line. So I've added that, I've done a correction. So it was 483 last month, it's 493 now. I did not acquire 10 games. Oh, we'll talk about that a bit later, but uh, that's the number I'm running with. The most played game this month was Titania Ascending. Again, that is the flip, cooperative flip and write game that my design partner Rob and I have been working on since uh, April of last year and uh, got picked up by XYZ Game Labs and it's going to Kickstarter in November. More to stay tuned to, about that, unless you are at Origins, in which case you can go by Origins this weekend and check it out. I myself did not travel to Origins. Um, I had family obligations, but it, they will be demoing it there, so hopefully we will have some great news. The, my most played game uh, not on the table is Seven Wonders. I played that asynchronously a number of times. So let's check in on top of the stack. Again, top of the stack are the four games that I said I wanted to play this month. If I get three of them, that counts as full credit. So it's three plus an extra. And uh, if I can get, play any three of those four, that counts as a complete 
I played one. Da, 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 da. The one that I played was going to be my revisit game, that's Castle Dice. A revisit is a game that I haven't played in a while that I want to try again and see if it is still worth, the, worth keeping in my collection. Um, and uh, Castle Dice was it. It turns out, yeah, Castle Dice is pretty fun. I really like playing it with the More Castles expansion, which gives you different starting, uh, different decks to draw from, which means that you have slightly different things that you're getting when you draw your cards. Also gives you slightly different powers. So yeah, Castle Dice still turns out to be pretty dang fun. However, I did not get a chance to play Arion, which I feel really irritated with myself about. I could have played it last night and gotten it in under the wire, but instead I was watching a dumb movie. The audience choice game still at the top of the list, Teach You. I still have not made time to play that. Embarrassing. Uh, and then my reattempt is Lords of Zidit. I thought I had, I thought I was going to get a play of Lords of Zidit in. I had a date pick, picked out that I was going to do it. And then that sort of fell through. And then a friend of mine was talking about Mind Clash games and said he had not played Cerebria. And I generally will not turn down an opportunity to play that because it comes so few and far between. So I, I chose to play Cerebria. And thus we find ourselves with Lords of Zidit still on my unplayed shelf. That said, I did play a number of new games this month. Uh, eight to be precise. So here are the new games I tried this month. 221B Baker Street, Rajas of the Ganges, The Dice Charmers, and Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition. All three of these games I talked about in my uh, Shooting from the Hip episode from a couple days ago. However, I do have a couple more that I've tried since then that will be uh, probably in the next episode that I record. Now, that is uh, Batman Flux, Lupin Chewy, Furnace, Fairy Trails, and Cascadia. So lots of uh, new games tried recently here at the end of the month. I haven't covered them yet, but let me say they're all pretty good. Uh, Batman Flux is not great. Lupin Chewy is extremely light, but a, a nice time. And Furnace, Fairy Trails, and Cascadia all have delightful pieces to them. I tried one expansion this month. Uh, at Gen Con, I picked up the Long Weekend expansion for Santa Monica, and my wife and I tried that. This was a really nice addition to the game. Uh, the Santa Monica cards, the Long Weekend added these sort of double-sized cards that you add in your tableau. It still counts as one card, but it's twice as big. And they added these, they added one, one new scoring condition as well. Um, so just a nice little addition of a few things that just make the game a little more spicy. I think they also added um, a few more cards for the deck. I'm not 100% sure on that, but that was Santa Monica, The Long Weekend, which puts me up to 11 new-to-me expansions tried this year. Another list I like to keep track of is Out of the Dust, and a game is dusty, so to speak, if it hasn't been played for a year or more. So an Out of the Dust game is one that you have picked up after having not played it for a year or more, and you dust it off and give it a try. I had three games that uh, got dusted off this month. The first was Castle Dice. I've already talked about that a little bit. It was five years, six months, and eight days dusty, so it had been a long time since I played that. Then uh, the next one was Legendary Encounters Alien. Uh, that was five years, 27 days dusty when I played it. I don't have that one. That belongs, uh, the copy of it that I played five years ago belongs to a friend of mine, which I think he doesn't have it anymore. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, the, one of the hosts of the Forgot My Dice podcast and uh, regular listener Ray Greenlee and I played on Tabletop Simulator, which we do occasionally on Sunday nights. So that was a fun way to get that game out again. We played Alien 3 and we lost badly. Um, I think we lost badly. Did we lose? Yeah, we lost. 
So it was a good time. Uh, no, we won. We won. Excuse me. Excuse me. We won. Ray gloriously sacrificed himself, which pushed us ahead just enough or healed us just enough that we were able to get the engine running by the big cards and secure the victory. So uh, we won over Alien 3. I will say Alien 3, not my favorite story in the way they adapted it in Legendary Encounters because the whole point is that you have to deal with these different aliens that are coming out. It's really hard for the game to only have one alien. And that's what happens, that it only has one alien in the movie. But in the book, they have a bunch of aliens in the deck, so it doesn't really, doesn't really work the way I'd like it to. And then uh, I mentioned Cerebria. It had been one year, 10 months, and two days since I played that. That's Cerebria, the inside mind from Mind Clash Games. This is an area control game where you play spirits fighting for the uh, control of a mind. It is excellent, super uh, complicated, and kind of brain-burning, but you know, it reduces the complication some in that you're playing two-player, and so you talk with one another about how to advance your goals. Uh, it shifts dramatically, and there's a whole element of when you decide to cause the scoring to be checked, sort of like in uh, card-driven games like Twilight Imperium or Twilight Struggle, where you get these scoring cards that come out, and when you decide to use them, that's when the score happens. Um, in this game, it's when you take a certain move, you can trigger the scoring check, and so a big part of the game is sort of negotiating yourself to be in the winning position for that scoring check. Really good. Glad to have played it. I think we're going to try to get a, a play again in within the next two months so we can remember how to play. And uh, yeah, so that's Cerebria, the inside mind. Continuing on, we made very little progress on our family 10 by 10 challenge. We played Seven Wonders another time that's for, and Cartographers. That's pretty much it. It seems likely we're not going to finish the get to 100% since we're only at like 35%. But I'll keep you updated anyway. We'll see if we can cross the 50% line at least. So that's uh, the Family 10 by 10 challenge. You'll also remember that I have a 52 game challenge, which is a thing where I am participating in this list of prompts and you try to, over the course of a year, play all 52. I'm making good progress on that. I'm up to 41 games out of the 52 played. Uh, this month I played a game about art or an artist and I decided Splendor is about jewelers, so they're artists. And then, uh, play a game that leaves you thinking, that's Cerebria. I always find myself thinking about how we did, thinking about how we could do better. Cerebria is a, an activating game uh, of the top order. So uh, in terms of my H index, which is number of games played the most number of times in a square, I'm still at nine, which is where I was last month. Uh, my top, my games that I've played at least nine times, my nine games that have been played nine times are Innovation, Res Arcana, Through the Ages, Welcome to Seven Wonders, Amber, Dungeon Pets, Arkham Horror, The Card Game, and Beyond the Sun. If I were to play any one of the next four games one more time, I will have an H index of 10. And that would be Seven Wonders Duel, Matainai, Viticulture, Essential Edition, or Underwater Cities. One of those games one more time, and we cross the line into having a, an accidental 10 for 10. So yeah, that's, uh, that's where my H index is. Just a couple, of, a couple things left. I added four games to my shelf of opportunity this month. I added Mesopotamia and Risk Plants vs. Zombies. These are both games I picked up at Goodwill for $2 each. Mesopotamia is a Mayfair classic from 2005. It looks like a sort of light sieve builder. And Risk Plants vs. Zombies is exactly what it sounds like it would be. It's got lots of cute little zombie minis and plant minis and I thought Finn would enjoy it. So I picked that up. The two games I got at Gen Con that I have not played yet are Alien, art, uh, alien Artifacts and Inner Compass. 
Um, Inner Compass I got as a free add-on when I bought Cascadia and a bunch of uh, promos. Uh, and uh, Alien Artifacts was only $10, and it's a game I've, I like the look of it a lot, and I've heard it's pretty good. It was only $10, so I, I picked that up. So that brings me up to 59 unplayed games as of now. I already mentioned I bought one expansion this month and played it, and that was Santa Monica Long Weekend. I did get a couple promos, but I don't count those as expansions. So I have an extra set of scoring cards for Cascadia, and I have an extra scoring tile for Calico, uh, as well as the Long Weekend mini expansion. Uh, I already mentioned that the uh, collection size took an update. I sold Mariposas and Gone Fishing. I acquired Back to the Future Race Through Time. Although, crud, I might have to go back and add that. That might be, I don't know if that's on my shelf for opportunity list yet, in which case it's one higher. You know what, I'm going to add those in October as a correction, so don't worry about it. I unmarked That's Pretty Clever and Twice as Clever, which I had marked as owning, but I don't actually own them. I have the digital app and I decided that does not count as owning the game. And it turned out I was going through some stuff and I have a copy of Mealborn, a copy of Waterworks, and a copy of Rummy Cube. And all three of those I had not marked as owned. So I nudged those up. And then I donated my copy of the game Whistle Stop to Toggle Gaming. So there's an extra copy of that game there. Uh, as I said, the Board Game Geek database says I have 493 games. And who am I? to argue with that. All right, so the last thing to talk about is what I'm planning to play next month. I'm really hoping to be a bit more intentional about my plays to try to get some games off my shelf of opportunity, to try to just uh, finish, you know, make a good dent in the remaining games on that 52 game challenge. There's 11 left for me to complete. So if I could play four or five of them this month, that would be a good approach. And so with that in mind, here are the, um, the games that I am playing this month. So uh, the new game that I'm going to play is the Martin Wallace game Anno 1800, which I don't actually have yet, but I will be getting um, very soon. Actually, I'll probably pick it up today over at the board game store where they pre-ordered it for me. I noticed that the game Lincoln had gotten another thumb since last time I looked over on the shelf of opportunity list, which reminds me to remind you if you, dear listener, would like to participate in helping me decide what I should play on any given month, you can find my Shelf of Opportunity. Go to this, the show notes on rattlebox.com, rattleboxgames.com, and you will find the link to my Shelf of Opportunity. You can thumb, give a thumb vote to any of the games on that list that you'd like me to play. And I try, eh, not very hard, but I try to play the games that have more thumbs. That's why I keep bringing Teach You back, because, uh, yeah, it's... It's got the most thumbs on there. Uh, but Lincoln just got an extra thumb. So I think I'm going to try to play Lincoln this month. That's a two-player Martin Wallace game. My reattempt will be Arion. I'm mad that I didn't get it played last month. So I'm sticking it to, my, sticking it to myself by putting it back there right away. Uh, and then the Revisit. This is a game that I've played before, but I maybe haven't played in a while. And I think I should return to it and try it again. Uh, and I think that the Revisit is going to be Till Dawn. Till Dawn is a vampire social vampire themed social deduction game, and uh, I think it's social deduction or bluffing maybe. I I can't remember. See, I haven't played it. It's been long enough since I played it that I can't remember. But you know, this is the month of spooky, scary stuff, and so it seems like playing my spooky, scary games is kind of a no-brainer and should be something I do. Thus, I'm going to play Till Dawn this month, and that brings me to my end of my plan. So, dear listener, I'm curious to hear from you. What did you play in September? 
were you able to check off the games that you had on your or the top of your stack list? Uh, did you acquire any new games this month? Do you have plans for the spooky, scary month of Halloween to play any particular kinds of spooky, scary games? Seems like you oughta, but we'll see how that goes. You can let me know over on Board Game Geek and Guild 3269. There's a link in the show notes. You could also email me directly, brendan at Rattlebox Games, or send me a message on Board Game Geek to wombat929 at, oh, to user wombat929. I also play games asynchronously a lot. That's where most of my plays come from, actually. And you can find uh, a way to participate in that by going to Boataju or Board Game Arena or yukata.de. I play games in all of those places and would be happy to participate in a game with you. With that said, thank you for joining me on my walk today. I hope that your next walk is as pleasant as mine was. Bye-bye. Brought to you by Rattlebox Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah.